Just in and so good. Thousands of summer deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save up to 60% on new arrivals from Vince, Rag & Bone, Adidas, Joe's, Marc Jacobs, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. But hurry for first dibs. Get your summer favorites up to 60% off at Nordstrom Rack today. Great brands, great prices. That's why you rack. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. This episode is brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now. You're multitasking. But what if you could also be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average, and auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. So multitask right now. Get your quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Simsisms. Put the egg in front of the cart. It's like, we're going to run cover two today until we're perfected it, and then we'll move on to cover three. That's just the way they are. They're not going to like, you know, what do they say? Put the egg in front of the cart or the horse Cut in front of the, the carriage horse. or whatever horse it is. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, could be an egg. Simsism. <laughs> Paul, Paul is very understated. You know, when I saw this in the document that we share electronically so we can all have input in what we're going to talk about, I saw Simsism put the egg before the cart. I felt very inadequate. I thought I had missed you saying put the egg before the cart. And then I'm like, wait a minute. You would never miss that. Our people are missing it too, because if I miss it, I'm flooded with emails of the latest Simsism. And I'm thinking, man, everybody's slipping here. Maybe they didn't watch the show recently. Put the egg before the cart. Now I'm glad to see that the egg was put before the cart on Chris Sims unbuttoned (laughs) as Paul Barmeister sat there very patiently while you realize that you don't put the egg before the cart just like you don't put patches on a general's uniform so thank you once again <laughs> yes that no i think that's the first that's the first simsism that comes to us by way of unbuttoned yeah you're right i don't think i've had too many on there you know few few here and there but paul doesn't really understand our how many simsisms simsisms i have that's for sure but i i mean it's crazy i don't know where it I know I was always blonde and stupid to a degree, but I don't know where, like in the last few years, I just get all these things mixed up and tossed around in my brain. I mean, I know I talk a lot for a living and everything like that. It just, man, I'm embarrassing to myself at times. (laughs) Maybe the degradation in your vocabulary skills has something to do with your activities on Thursday, Friday, and or Saturday night. Right. The degradation of my brain cells is what you're telling me? Yes. (laughs) Yes. I'm just saying there's only so many of them in there. And maybe you're right, man. Maybe you're right. Critical mass, dude. (laughs) Dude, where's my where's my car? Uh, (laughs) All right. 
All right. Let's, let's you okay, though? Work. You hanging in there? You ready for more schedule talk, baby? Schedule talk. Yeah. Schedule talk. Woo-woo. Schedule talk. Uh, early season schedule. And and th- this is an important point, as we've discussed time and again. Even though Eric DaCosta, the Raven, says he first looks at his December schedule, and he may not want to look at this December schedule because it's not not nearly as favorable as last year's. It's important to get out of the gates strong. Now, the Ravens are a team that can overcome a rocky start. They're established. They're there, and they, they don't have many rocky starts. But for teams with new coaches, teams with young quarterbacks, new systems, trying to get people to buy in, trying yeah. to establish something, you don't want to trip and fall week after week after week and go 0-3, 0-4, 1-4, whatever. So early schedule, Chris, vitally important to a lot of teams. We had yesterday our draft, the teams that – that most need to have a strong September. September, in many respects, sets the tone for the rest of the year. It does. It, you know, we've talked about it a lot. I know I don't want to, you know, beat a dead horse here. But, yeah, it, it can frame your mind. Really, it, it's it's really only – it's uh, to me, like, if you really look at it, teams that are o- willing or able to overcome, you know, tough Septembers, tough four, first four or five weeks, they're almost all traditionally, too, like the teams that – you know, have been there and done that a little bit. There is, you know, a, a quarterback who's been to the playoffs a bunch, a coach that's battle-tested and that type of stuff too. It's really, really rare when it's the, wait, it's a second-year head coach and a first-time you know, first starter on our team. Those teams don't ever really bounce back from those bad starts of the year. So that's why, yeah, it's important for most of the league that doesn't have that huge big-time franchise quarterback and a, and a battle-tested head coach. Yeah, uh, so let's talk about some of the teams that have easy starts and difficult starts. We've already hit on the Buccaneers and the Chiefs' early schedule. The Buccaneers play just one playoff team from 2020 in their first six games. That is good for the Buccaneers. You flip it over to the Kansas City Chiefs, however, they've got playoff teams from last year in five of their first seven. And Chris, you pointed out they could they could stumble a little bit. They could lose a few. And it doesn't take many losses to put you in grave danger of not getting the only buy available in the conference. Yeah, I and listen, I, I don't know. I mean, again, I expect Kansas City to be, you know, towards the cream of the crop when it when it's all said and done at the top of the NFL. But like last year, I went into the year just feeling like Man, they won the Super Bowl. They're going to relish the pressure. They're such showmen. Andy Reid's not like a pressure, have his foot on your throat type of coach every day of the year all the time. I thought they would go 14-2 and and 15-1. and I don't know. This year, the way I look at it, it's, you know, three years in a row of deep playoff runs. And I, does the luster fall off? I do think there's a little bit of a chance to where maybe they – you know, fall asleep at the wheel a little bit early on, worn out by just the last three years of being the biggest show in the NFL and everything like that. With that schedule, what's happened to them in recent history, rebounding from a Super Bowl loss, I could, I could kind of see them stumbling a little bit out of the blocks here this year. And and, and think about it. Two straight Super Bowls, AFC Championship game, right. all that extra football yep. potentially takes a toll. That's one of the things that's been so impressive about the Patriots, yeah. their run from 2011 through 2018, at least getting to the AFC Championship game every year, getting to the Super Bowl, what, six times in that window, four, five or six times in that window. That, that is Five, I think. Three five. wins, two losses. Yeah, five, yeah. yeah. That, that's a lot of extra football Ooh. that you've got to recover from. Yeah. That's a lot. 
I remember after the Panthers made it one time, Ron Rivera was very concerned about the offseason program and, you know, how we're going to get our guys ready because we played extra football this year. I mean, Patriots do it every year, and the Chiefs are now doing it every year. Yeah. But, you know, Chris, something you said last hour, the fact that the Chiefs kind of do go up and down to the level of the competition, they find a way. It really, one of the reasons the Super Bowl, even though the final score was 31-9, to it didn't feel like it. It was because for three and a half quarters, yeah. there was still that that sense they're gonna come back. that the Chiefs are going to figure something out right. because they always do. Right. No, you're right. They they are this. It's the ultimate nine lives football team. And even though it was thirty-one to nine, I mean, we could take three plays where the ball bounces off the face of Chiefs receivers and go. If Kelsey, the one of the best tight ends in the history of football. Tyree Kill, one of the best receivers we've seen in football over the last 10 years, if they just catch a ball that hits them in the face, and then I believe it was the running back, uh, maybe Darrell Williams or somebody later in the game when Mahomes made that unbelievable throw. I mean, those those catches right there, it's three plays, and you go, whoa, it's going to be a maybe a one-score game, and can Mahomes make magic? They just didn't play their best football but like you've said so many times, usually when they don't play their best football, they make a few handful of plays to still help them win the game. And they just didn't do that in the Super Bowl. But you're, that's what's great about watching them. It, it is. It's Some great of the easier schedules yeah. for 2021. Your San Francisco 49ers, regardless of who's <laughs> playing quarterback, whether it's Jimmy Garoppolo, right. Trey Lance, or Aaron Rodgers. Kidding about that one, I think. Although there's, you know, still a no, chance. There's, <laughs> no, there's, there's not. Wouldn't that be crazy? Right. And look, I don't put anything past the 49ers right now because at times I think the plan is there is no plan and they just make it up as they go. And if Aaron Rodgers would potentially fall into their laps, so be it. Um, okay, the 49ers schedule begins at the Lions. It's the biggest spread in week one. Seven and a half point favorites against the Detroit Lions. Uh, I, even though we don't know who the starting quarterback is going to be, I guess I'm not surprised by that because the Lions are clearly a work in progress. Yeah, they're a work in progress. Uh, you know, The 49ers defense, even with all the injuries last year, was still one of the 10 best defenses in football. And now you got Nick Bosa back and Jaquaski Tart and you know, they're going to have some other guys they signed through free agency and things like that. The offense, Mike, when you talk about the 49ers, offensive line, top five in football. You know, those running backs, Debo, Samuel, Ayuk, Kittle, everything like that. And you look at those first two games and you go, man, if there was any way you felt like you wanted to start Trey Lance and kind of like, hey, go – hey, these aren't going to be like the toughest defenses in football we're going to play this year. We know that. Man, the Lions and Eagles, that, that could make you think to maybe you could go with that rookie starting quarterback. I'm still really interested to see what my man Shanahan does at this quarterback situation uh, because you've heard my concerns with Trey Lance. He hasn't played a lot of football. you know. I, and I err on getting these guys out there and play and get those reps. Um, I just want to see how he does this quarterback shuffle couple of road games to start the year. It makes you wonder, will they stay in the East Coast like they tend to do when they have back-to-back -back yeah, games right. this side of the country? Their home opener, Sunday Night Football, Week 3 against the Green Bay Packers. Aaron Rodgers may play in that game one way or the other. Wouldn't that be something? <laughs> Wouldn't that be? It's not going to happen. But it's fun to think about. No, it's not going to happen. I mean, you know. Not I, that he'd play for the 49ers. I, I would say, if anything... I, I am, I don't know, what, what percentage 
would you put right now Rodgers is going to play? I'd, I, I feel like it's 85% he'll be there. Yeah, I, I'm going to even go higher than that. I just feel like with like the last two you know, John Kuhn interviews we've seen, a few things I've seen with James Jones on the NFL Network, like, I, I, yeah, I'm almost at like 90, 95%. He's going to come back to Green Bay. Um, he's going to play awesome football. He's going to make the front office miserable, and he's going to leave town after the year's over. Uh, but, but, yeah, that's – hey, week three, we're going to see what the 49ers are all about. The Packers, you know, this is what, their third year in a row having to go out there uh, and deal with this football team. So that'll be a good one on Sunday Night Football for sure. And, and uh, depending upon what happens with the pandemic – it could be the first game at Levi's Stadium with fans since the NFC Championship 2019 when the 49ers blew out the Green Bay Packers to advance to the Super Bowl. So uh, not, not exactly the ideal time for the Packers to return to the Bay Area. And we saw it that year. You know, anytime they pack up and go to California, they get their butts kicked. It happened twice against San Francisco. Yeah. It happened against the Chargers. Uh, that's that's a problem the Packers are going to have to solve early, and the 49ers, even though it's not an easy game, uh, you know they could they could start off three and zero, and I think if the 49ers there. stay healthy. Yeah. Hey, if they start off healthy, they they the the, the the look last year it all fell apart early. Week two against the Jets by or was it week three? By then, yeah, it was, it was week three. Yeah, week two. It was week two. It was Jets Giants back to back weeks. Week two Jets. They came to the Greenbrier, stayed the week, and then it was week three Giants it all just fell apart and they could never get it going and there's like we said earlier you know one of these teams that has five primetime games is going to have that happen and chances are it won't happen again to the 49ers no i i don't see it happening i mean again i just would would you know the the fact that they re-signed trent williams got alex mack at center drafted a second round guard to an already really talented offensive football team and then you're going to have nick bosa back and everything like that like i'm with you mike the team's just, they're, they're too damn good. You know, it was a top 15 offense last year that I would just be shocked if it's not much, be- much better this year because of the players and, of course, the quarterback situation. We don't expect to see C.J. Beathard or Nick Mullins. And then, you know, the defense was top five last year too. So, yeah, they have a little bit of a early season cushion where they can get to 2-0. and And then stuff starts to get real a little bit with the Packers, Seahawks, Cardinals, and a bye week. But, yeah, I fully expect the 49ers to be – uh, a major player again. But that, that week three Sunday night football game, that, that could get personal too, you know, again, according to how the coaches in Green Bay feel about, you know, how aggressively maybe the 49ers approached, uh, you know, the the Rodgers, co- the trade conversation and all that stuff there. I mean, we've heard that people there are not real happy in the front office and feel like the 49ers tampered a little bit. The Ravens have a schedule that, as we discussed earlier, consists of a week two game against the Chiefs on Sunday Night Football. But the other three of their first four games, all on the road, but games that you look at and say, those are winnable. At the Raiders week one, yeah, it's going to be the first game at Allegiant Stadium with fans, but the Ravens are in a higher class than the Raiders. At the Lions, at the Broncos, those are games that the Ravens should win. They should be at least three and one heading into a week four or week five, excuse me, showdown with the team that used to be in Baltimore. Yeah. I mean, I, I, their schedule is one of those ones. The first time I looked at it, I went, Oh, that's not bad. You know? I mean, again, there's no, there's no definitive, like real hard stretch in the first half of the season. I think that's the thing that I look at kind of like you just said, Mike, I mean, even with that Colts week five matchup, then you got the Chargers who are, you know, up and coming. You got the Bengals and the Vikings who, 
you know, yes, the Ravens should be better than the Bengals and the Vikings, no doubt. I have no problem saying that here in the middle of May. Um, so it is, it is a, a good schedule for them to really kind of get a stranglehold maybe on the AFC North or just playoff positioning in the first half of the year with that schedule. And they better do what they can because look at the stretch starting in yeah. really week 12. Browns at Steelers, at Browns, Packers, at Bengals, Rams, Steelers. That's legit. Though. That that is a gauntlet. I mean, you've got you've got your four games against your two toughest rivals all packed in to that seven game stretch to end the season. That yeah. is not going to be easy. No, not easy. I mean, even that you know the easy one on there is at the Bengals, and you know Cincinnati. They're they're not going to be just a a, a, a pushover at home, especially. But yeah, that's going to be that's going to be the season right there. Probably the season and where exactly they're ranked as far as the division standings and the conference standings. I mean, that's some big time football. The fact that you got to play, you know, all those teams, the Steelers and the Browns, four times coming down, what is that, the last seven games of the year? Uh, major yep. implications. You know, it reminds me, wasn't it the 49ers last year that had that seven game stretch that was just murderer's row? I think it was the 49ers. Um, Yes, it, it just it just one after another after another after another, and that contributed with all those injuries to the thing falling apart. The Jag. Well, let's go to the Panthers first. The Panthers. Ooh. they play one playoff team from last year in their first ten games. Not that that matters much because there are plenty of teams that are going to make the playoffs that didn't make it last year. I mean, you look at some of these teams; they're not cupcakes. They get the Jets right out of the gates, which is good. If you want to get the Jets, you want to get them early before they develop into whatever they're going to be with yeah. a new coach and a new quarterback, and Sam Darnold gets his revenge. The Saints the next week, that's not ideal, but it's a division game. They play them tough. Then they have at Houston, which, yeah, hey, you know, Houston many think will be the worst team in the NFL this yeah, year. Right. But Dallas, Philadelphia, Minnesota, Giants, Falcons, I don't care that – None of those teams made it to the playoffs. Those are not going to be easy games. No, they're not going to be easy. Carolina's still winning. They're learning how to win football games. You know, there there is something to that. Learning how to win games in the NFL for a young team, a young coach, all those type of things. So, yeah, nothing's a slam dunk. But, like, what popped up to me, to this schedule, just because of, you know, you the, the stuff you said yesterday, where it's, it, it is. This is the exact poster child of a team where you go, oh, wait, some early season favorable matchups to where they could gain a little confidence. And, yeah, Cowboys and Texans defense were sucky-ducky last year. They couldn't get any worse. And Houston, I don't expect them to be much better. Dallas, okay, a little bit. But I do think at least, like, you look at that there, like you said, and you rattle off the teams you did, you know, there's some winnable opportunities. You don't look at it and go, no, the Panthers – are the lesser team. You go, ooh, no, the Panthers actually might be better. And at the very worst, other than the Saints game, you just go, it's 50-50. So that's something. And with they, they got some young talent that they might be able to capitalize on something there. But you said it, learning how to win. That's what they need to do. It They're is. They have the opportunities to do it early yeah. on. The Jaguars learning how to do a lot of things. Urban Meyer, his debut in the NFL in any capacity. They start at the Texans. Hey, only thing better than that would be hosting the Texans to start the season. Because the Texans are the team to beat, literally, in the NFL this year. And the Jaguars could get to 1-0. and Just like last year, 1-0. and Oh, wait, then you lose your next 15. Well, hopefully it'll go better for them after week one if they pull off a victory in week one against the Houston Texans. They got Denver, Arizona, and Cincinnati to finish out the first four. And uh, look, again, Broncos, we don't. Arizona's no 
no cupcake. No. The Bengals have Joe Burrow. But, uh, you know, at some point, the Jaguars got to line up and play games with Urban Meyer and Trevor Lawrence and Tim Tebow if he makes the 53-man roster or the practice squad and is elevated every week to the 55-man roster, which is what I think will happen. Regardless, at some point, they got to play games. At some point, the hype is over, and we got to see what they can do. And it'll be fun to see. It'll be an interesting laboratory experiment because we've seen plenty of these college coaches fail. Everyone wants to be Jimmy Johnson, and odds are eventually there will be another Jimmy Johnson, and until he doesn't become the next Jimmy Johnson, there's a chance Urban Meyer could be. No, I, I mean, it, it, it gives them a fighting chance. You know, just like we talked about with Carolina, it's the same thing. They got a fighting chance to kind of get off on the right foot, you know, believe in Urban Meyer, the things he's doing and applying to the culture of the team, everything like that. It does. And, like, yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm with you, Mike. I, I think we both look at Denver to go, like, Denver could be one of those teams that can make a serious jump. And you said it. Arizona's no, like, cupcake here. Um, but at the, at the very least, they, their first four games between the Bengals, Cardinals, Broncos, and Texans, they're not outclassed by any stretch of the imagination. So, yes, they should have their opportunities to win their share there or at least even go 2-2. Two and two. I mean, if they go 2-2, two and two, I'm going, that's a positive. Good for Urban Meyer. Good for Trevor Lawrence. Things are going the right way. You know, we expect them to lose games. But if you get out of September 2-2, two and two, that'll be, you know, I think people in Jacksonville would take that. Yeah. Uh, and also, it's Burrow versus Lawrence Thursday Night Football Week 4. Oh. Number one picks from each of the last two years. You know, in recent years, you would look at Jaguars, Bengals in a primetime slot, and you'd say, are you kidding me? But, hey. I'm Last up two for number that. one picks. That's right. That could get interesting. Yeah. All right. Uh, are, are are we doing the tougher? We got to take a break. We're we're kind of we're, we're yeah. We we've got three se- segments left. And we only got thirty minutes to do it. So we should take a break. We'll have more PFT live right after this. Around any corner, within every battle, and with the dawn of each new day. The threat of the unexpected, the unpredictable, and the unrelenting lies in wait. But Marines will always be there. They are the constant in the chaos. No matter the battlefield, Marines adapt to win, defeating every shifting threat, protecting our nation's future. The few, the proud, the Marines. Justin and so good. Thousands of summer deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save up to 60% on new arrivals from Vince, Rag & Bone, Adidas, Joe's, Marc Jacobs, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. But hurry for first dibs. Get your summer favorites up to 60% off at Nordstrom Rack today. Great brands, great prices. That's why you rack. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also, 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Schedule comes out Wednesday night, May 12th. What's the first thing you look at when it pops up on your phone? Uh, December. I look at the December games because I know those are going to be critically important. 
and uh, those can really you know impact your team. Uh, last year was a great example. Our schedule was very tough at the beginning of the year, and our December schedule was 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 pretty fortuitous, and um, we ran the table. And that was a great thing for us to get into the playoffs, you know, momentum and all those kind of things. So I think the December games are very, very big. We'll look at the home and aways in December. I'll look at that and uh, and we'll see what it looks like. That was Eric DaCosta from last week. We, we said you may not want to look at the late season schedule this year if you're a Ravens fan. Seven very difficult games to end the year. How about some quirks? And a scale of 1 to 10, how much of a hurdle is this specific quirk? The Ravens, five straight weeks at home, four games and a bye. Is that a problem or a good thing? Scale of 1 to 10, how big of a hurdle is that? Uh, I mean, it's not really a hurdle when you just, you know, talk about that specific part of it. So, like, I'm going to just say, like, it's it's a five. It's right down the middle. You know, it's great. Again, it's a little bit like we've talked about. It's going to give them the opportunity to have a really good record going into their bye week and week eight. But they pay for it a little bit on the back end. Yep. I mean, when you talk about the Dolphins there at week 10 and then at the Bears and then the Browns at home and then at the Steelers and at the Browns again, hey, four to five on the road, pretty tough ball games right there. Uh, that's where they get their payback for that. Oh, and by the way, the Browns play the Ravens back-to-back games with a bye in between, which means while the Ravens are playing in Pittsburgh, the Browns will be resting up Studying for their them, Ravens right. rematch, which, uh, look, wh- 1 to weird? 10, you know, the fact that the Browns are playing the Ravens back-to-back weeks, when you consider the Ravens are playing the Steelers in between, 1 to 10, how big of a deal is this for the Browns? Uh, it, it's, it's better for the Browns, for sure. I mean, it's a good thing. So, uh, I don't know. What are we saying? Ten is a good thing or a bad thing? Ten is it? Yeah. So Two I mean, if, bad, one if you're good. gonna compare, you know, them to what the Ravens got to do, I mean, I'm gonna say it's it's a good thing. It's it's like a two on the on the Richter scale there. I mean, first off, I love it. I'll just say that I do. That's you know, at, we've talked about this a lot through our time together. Anytime you play a team two out of three weeks. Right. Like even with like the, the Ravens with that game sandwiched in between, it's still going to be personal. You know, just you still have those personal feelings from that game you played. Now the Browns are going to be like extra personal. It's going to be like, wait, we're going to work all week to study and play you. Then we're going to play you. We're going to have a bye week. We're going to go back and watch what we did against playing you and then also start studying. So we're going to play you one more time. And that's where, yeah, it can get personal. You get sick of looking at a team, everything like that. So that should be fun. And, you know, maybe some Lamar can have some bathroom theatrics for us again or cramping theatrics to, to make it even better. And, <laughs> and, and for those of you who are too young to remember this, even though it angers both Browns fans and Ravens fans alike, the Ravens used to be the Browns. And as more time passes, more and more people need to be reminded, if not told that for the first time. Now the Browns is the Browns, as Pete says. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> next up, well done, Pete. Week 14 buys. We mentioned this earlier. Colts, Dolphins, Patriots, Eagles. Scale of 1 to 10, how big of a hurdle is that? I, I think that stinks. So I'm going to give it like an 8 at least there. I, I am just because you're going into a, a part of the year where you're going to be worn out, you know, by the time the buy does get there. And like I said earlier today, 
I think it stinks because it does like, let's see, week 14 is is right at the start of December, right? Um, December 12th. December 12th. Yeah, I mean, you just, to me, it messes up your late season momentum. You know, anytime I, I, again, not that I was, you know, Johnny Starr starting quarterback, but the teams I was on that were in the playoffs or anything like that, it was there in like early, mid-December where you started to feel like, damn, I, we can beat anybody on any Sunday. We got it going. It doesn't matter. You know, we're, we're never out of a game, anything like that. So you kind of mess up that mojo. How about three straight road games for three teams? Bengals, Cowboys, Colts. How big of a hurdle is that one to 10? I, I, I think, you know, I, I'll give that a, a, a seven. Like that's, that stinks, you know, seven, you know, three road games in a row. That's, that's not easy. Two road games in a row. But just that extra travel and then depending where the games are, right? I mean, you know, how far the travel is, everything like that. Yeah, that, that wears on you as an organization. It wears on the coaches, I think, even more than the players, you know, because you're, you're traveling back and you get home late on a Sunday and the coaches got to get in there early again on Monday and then, you know, grade film and then start on the new game plan and everything like that. And because you were traveling and everything like that, you're behind the eight ball. So there is something to that. You know, that, that's one of the things I noticed for the Steelers who have a very difficult schedule. They have nine games against teams that won 11 or more last year. They've got the Ravens on Sunday late afternoon, and then they play at Minnesota the following Thursday night. That comes in December. That's not going to be an Ooh, easy two-game no. stretch for the Steelers. How about two road games to begin the season? Cowboys, Broncos, Vikings, 49ers, all on the road for the first two games. Uh, the, you know, the good news is you got – 15 games after that and uh you know the bulk of the games are going to be home games but you got to get through the first two and you start 0-2 you're you're looking at major panic coming into week three yeah you're I mean yes uh but I I guess I I don't look at it as like a horrible a horrible thing I think I if I had to rate this I'd probably just give it a four I mean yeah being on the road first two weeks is not perfect but I do think like you know if you're going to pick pick a time to do that too it's not the worst the energy of the year you know you're still fresh and feeling good and you're excited about all of that and then I think like you said to button it up the other element is now we've gotten two road games out of the way and we got you know 15 games left and the majority of them are going to be at home that that's the positive there so I I don't as a player I never looked at that and was like oh man we don't get to play a home game till week three um it, it, it didn't affect me for the Broncos, it'll be nine home games in the final 15. For wow. For three NFC teams, it'll be eight home games in the final 15. And look, it depends on who you play, too. Yes. The Cowboys are at Tampa and at the Chargers. They quite possibly will be 0-2. The other teams, Denver, they could beat the Giants. They could beat the Jaguars. Vikings, they could beat the Bengals. They could beat the Cardinals. 49ers, they, I think they will beat the Lions and the yeah. Eagles and be 2-0 and before they ever play at home. Yeah. That gives you a hell of a boost. Right. Right? Then you get to 3-0 and with that Sunday night game against the Packers, and you're off and rolling. Yeah. I mean, you, you're going, hey, we've got two road games out. We're 2-0, and and now we're home a little bit. We can recharge. We're going to have a bye week in week six, you know, to really make the, the big end-of-the-year push and all of that type of thing, get ready for a good Colts team. I mean, the 49ers, yeah, I mean, no schedule's easy, as we've said, but – uh, it definitely is favorable for them to get their feet back underneath them and get back into the, the Super Bowl form we saw two years ago. All right, let's do this. Let's take a break. When we return, we will do a draft of, now that we know the schedule, the best games of 2021. 
That's next here on Pro Football Talk Live. There's Tom Brady's Instagram post. <laughs> uh, can't come soon enough. September 9, excited to open against America's team. Big wink. Um, oh, I love that. I just love that. And, and hey, they haven't, they haven't been to a conference championship game since 1995. Brady's been to 14 since 2001. That's obscene crazy. when you think about it. 14 conference championship games in 20 years. Good Lord. All right, we're drafting now the best games of 2021 now that we have the full schedule. Trying to be sensitive to our friends watching on Sky Sports. Chris, ask me the trivia question. Okay, here we go. Who was the last defending Super Bowl champion to lose their season opener? Who was it, Mike? Last defending champion to lose their season opener. Why are you asking me so quick? Because I want you to mess it up and get it wrong. That's why. I'm trying to put the pressure on you. It wasn't last year because the Chiefs beat the Texans. The year before that, the defending champion didn't play in the opener. The year before that, who was it? It was the pa- the Patriots lost to the Chiefs at some point. The Patriots. I'm just going to say the Patriots. You're what correct. Was it the Chiefs game? Yes, it was. It was that the right. Kareem Hunt, right? That he fumbled early on and then like tore them up, and after then had that. like 500 yards right. after that. Right. Okay. Uh, well, th- this one's easy. Some days, it doesn't matter if you have the first pick. Some days it does. Yes. This year, the best game by far. Week four, Sunday Night Football, NBC, Tampa Bay Buccaneers at New England Patriots, Tom Brady's last game ever at Gillette Stadium. And if he starts the season on the same pace he was adhering to last year, he will break the all-time career passing yardage record in New England as he will be – it will be a king's return. It it will be, I think, embarrassing – how much he gets cheered. I really do, Chris. I know. It's it's interesting. I, I would think so, too. Now, there is that Boston fan base that's, like, still mad that he left the Patriots and all that. So but are I, they mad at him or are they mad at I, Bill Belichick? No, I think there's some that are mad at him. I, I, I've saw that throughout the year. And, you know, not mad, but, like, you know, like, like hey, I'm a Patriots fan. I'm not going to root for the Bucks, like that kind of thing. But I, I'm with you. I would think that would be one of these weird games where they're literally making crowd noise for him not to, you know, get a first down or a touchdown, and then he throws a touchdown and they cheer just for him. <laughs> this is the last time they're going to see him in uniform in person, and it's the last time he'll be back until they retire his jersey and hang it from the rafters. I, I think they're going to give him yeah. greatest NFL player of all time. They're going to give him the respect he deserves. I really do think that it will be over the top to the point where Bill Belichick will be very anxious to go home and get under the covers. <laughs> yeah. No, I would expect that. And I think, like, really, you know, again, I, uh, Bill, I think, will be in favor of rolling out the – he might love it. Roll out the red carpet for Tom. Let's make him emotional. Let's make him think about everything other than the football game. Let's do all of that, right? There's a belief within the Patriots organization that when Tom is too emotional, that's when yes. he's not as effective right. as he needs to be. All right, what do you got? Well, I can't let you corner the market here, all right? So I'm going to go with the Packers and the Chiefs as my next one. Yes, because it's my Jordan Love versus Chad Henney. <laughs> right. I'm going with that one. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm sure hoping Rodgers is a starter in Green Bay there. But, uh, yeah, I, I want to see that, as we talked about earlier. I mean, to me, it, it's – 
I think it's Rodgers, who's you know I hold as the greatest quarterback ever. Mahomes is as talented as we've ever seen and maybe could be the greatest quarterback ever. I mean, so that's where I want to see it. We haven't seen this matchup. They have a similar magician-like style as far as how they play the position, and I think it would really be kind of a personal, like, I want to one-up you type of thing. So that, that's my first pick. Hey, and, and this next game isn't getting nearly the hype that it should. It's week five. Right, Sunday night football, Bills at the Chiefs, rematch of the AFC Championship game. Uh-huh. That moment where Stephon Diggs was out there watching the Chiefs get the Lamar Hunt trophy. You know, they played in the regular season last year. It was kind of an uninspiring game. It was one of those games that got shifted around on the schedule, didn't it? Was, the, was it already scheduled for a Monday night? No, it, it was not. It, it got was moved. Got it, moved. Was, it was an early Monday night game, and then something came and, on after it, it. It was raining, right. and it was blah. And hey, look, the. And the Chiefs have a tough schedule to start the year. I think the Bills are going to want to show that they're ready to compete with the best in the conference. And and that will be, I think, a physical, tough, hopefully exciting game. So that, to me, is one of the best ones of the year. Yeah, I, I, that would have that probably would have been my next pick if you didn't take it. I mean, come on. My homie, your homie, my homie, your homie, and giddy up, giddy up, Josh Allen. I mean, come on. That's going to be amazing. Yeah, and I don't think two team, either team is going to slip too far or, or anything like that. I'm going to go a little off the radar here, not to like the traditional power uh, matchup here, but week seven, Rams-Lions. I'm a little intrigued by it. I'm going to take it now. Yeah. I want to see Jared Goff versus his old team, his own team, his old team who sold him down the river and basically has just said, we don't think you're good enough. Sorry, we're taking Matt Stafford. We've had enough. In fact, we're so sick of you, we're going to give the other team a first-round pick so we don't have to pay for you anymore. And, you know, the comments of Michael Brockers, who's now on Detroit with Jared Gaw, I don't know. There's just some some familiarity within the organizations. Um, that, that's when I look forward to just see the reaction of that game. That is a game where I hope that multiple members of the Rams' defense have microphones on them because I want to hear what Aaron Donald is saying to Jared Goff. Yeah, right, right. I want to hear what Jalen Ramsey is saying to Jared Goff. I don't know that it's going to be a very good game, but it will have some drama heading into it. All right. I, I, you're, you're going to be, you're going to be upset with me for doing this, but, but it, it is an accurate selection. It is game number 272. We don't know what it's going to be yet. It's the last game of the season. That's got to be one of the best games of the season. It's a pre-playoff playoff game more often than not. Whatever that last game of the year is, is going to be one of the best games of the year. Think of that 49ers Seahawks game from a couple of years ago and everything that was riding on it. The Seahawks trying to score at the end. If they do, 49ers aren't the number one seed, probably aren't going to the Super Bowl. So that last game of the year, to end an 18-week season, that that is going to be... Whatever it is, whoever the teams are, it's going to be one of the best games of the year. You are a piece of work. I'll tell you. You are. A, I'm a piece of something. Yeah, you're a pain in my butt is what you are. I Do you what? like it or do you not like I it? I don't like it. Absolutely not. You started off the show being cranky, and now you're ending off the show with a bullcrap third-round pick in the draft. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what the hell is wrong with you? Okay, I don't know what – I don't know. There's a lot, so I don't have enough time to dive into that right now. Um all right, I'm stuck between two here. I, I, in the 49ers-Packers Sunday night football game is very intriguing because of all the things that have gone on this offseason. I'm going to do one a little different, though. I'm going to do something like a little just nostalgic, and I, 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 I'm picturing the future of the, this, 
this cozy day and watching traditional powers. Christmas Day, oh, the Browns and Baker Mayfield go to see Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. In the frozen tundra, Christmas Day, Browns, Packers, like old traditional NFL powers. Every, I mean, I don't know. That just screams December holiday football. I'm going to sit my butt on the couch and eat a lot of food all day and watch that game. That that one, just from the, the everything around it, I'm excited for it. Yeah, you know, that, that will be a great game. There's two games in all on Christmas this year. It's a Saturday. And I think the NFL has now realized that it can, as long as it can fit, Within the broader NFL schedule, you've still got two weeks left after Christmas, whether it's Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. I mean, can, can, I think yes, they can find a I way. Can. I, I'm with you. They can find a way with creative use of buys. Now, do you want to give someone a buy that late in the year so they can play on Wednesday if it's Christmas? I just think Christmas is going to become a thing for the NFL uh, where I we're going to see – Every day of the week, with the exception maybe of Wednesday, but I think they can pull it off every other day of the week. I, I would hope so. I mean, you know, we talked about this last year with the pandemic and everything. It, it proved to us it's certainly possible. And yeah, I mean, the poor schedule maker, he probably has no hair left on his head right now, but that'll just be one thing of more you'd have to worry about. Yeah, you'd have to get creative with the buys like you're talking about and everything that way. Uh, but but I, I, I'm a believer after last season that I know I loved watching – you know, Thursday night, Sunday, Monday, and then Tuesday night football, the week we had it was was great. It really it changed the week for me. All right, let's take a break. Uh, when we return, remembering Jerry Burns, longtime assistant with the Minnesota Vikings, former Vikings head coach, passed away yesterday. We'll talk about that and more to wrap up this Thursday edition of PFT Live. I don't like to name names after a fucking after a fucking game, but we we can't we can't be responsible for the blocking. We can't be responsible for the fucking guys jumping offside. We can't be responsible for. We get down there and and uh, and it was a dumb play by by Anderson. I love I love Anderson, but it was a dumb play when he had when his foot was uh, shoe was coming off up the line screen. We were hard and take timeout. We had a trap play called and and, he, and his, his fucking shoe comes off. I think we did, yeah. That was Jerry Burns, who died yesterday at the age of 94. A game in 1989, and I remember that game vividly. It was against the Rams. The Rams went up 21-18 late. I stormed out of my apartment, went to the grocery store, had no idea of knowing what transpired after that. What transpired was a Hail Mary pass to set up a field goal, 21-21. All Vikings won on a block punt in overtime. Jerry Burns, though, he was the Vikings offensive coordinator for 18 years before wow. he became the head coach, Chris. I, I mean, hey, listen, awesome personality I grew up with. I mean, the Giants had the Vikings on their schedule a lot there in the mid-'80s, so I used to see him. I always used to be like, who is this old cranky guy with messed up hair everywhere and everything like this? I mean, he was a trip. One of my favorites growing up. Uh, R.I.P. I, I loved him. Yeah. I, I had a good friend. We both grew up Vikings fans, and we called him very lovingly Bedhead Burnsy. Oh, I love it. Because he did. He right. looked like he had just rolled out of the sack, and he was great, and he was cranky, and he did a pretty good job as the he Vikings head did. coach. Rest in peace, Burnsy. That's it for today. We'll see you on Friday. See ya. Won't see me. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? 
Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle. Because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider. And also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your crave.